think that's the problem. Like, don't be afraid to go step into the, lean into the unknown a little bit and feel that through because on the other side of that, there's going to be a reward. What was the actual question that somebody asked you? How do you act upon stepping into a, or pursuing a passion? How do you have that courage and take that risk? So, what I'm hearing you saying, so like be brave enough, like if you're in a job or a relationship or let's just say you live with your parents and you want to get out of that situation or you're in one field and you want to go to a different field. How maybe you have the work ethic, but maybe job security is important to you or you've never really had to take a, a major leap like that. So how do you organize that and wrap your head around it to feel safe or feel like you have the job security or maybe it's actually a rejection mm -hmm. that you are fearing but that comes a lot of uncertainty of the unknown and or also being vulnerable oh that it go, always goes back to that vulnerability i was just talking to somebody actually one of my clients about being vulnerable and like the more vulnerable you are i think the more uh you're going to see that things are going to be in more alignment. Because I feel like if you keep things inside, there's certain things that you should just like move in silence. Like you shouldn't be braggadocious because that's really like the ego talking. Mm -hmm. That you wanna like, hey, I'm doing this and hey, I'm doing that. And I feel like that's fine. And that's, that's okay to share with people that are in that inner circle. And we'll talk about like the three layers of the circle in a second here, but. I think that if you're trying to exceed at something, there's a right time to, hey, stop, I need help. I know, Anthony, that you know how to handle X, Y, and Z. How do, what, are, what is your feedback or what do you recommend or can you give me some advice to how I should handle this? And you may say, ultimately, hey, it's up to you, but from my experience or what I've seen work with so-and-so, this, path or this you know step by step has worked for them the vulnerability piece of it though is when you are able to be open to the fact that you need help and put your ego aside i feel like you're going to be able to get to that place a little bit faster mm -hmm. and that's being okay with not knowing at all right and i think a lot of people struggle with that because they don't because they don't know something doesn't mean that you're incompetent or you're not smart or you're not intelligent. Honestly, I don't give a crap about learning a certain field. Like um, design. That's why working with Ray or like you operating this mic. Like I don't I don't care. I don't care to learn. I mean, I should show me Anthony fine. I'm willing to learn it, but if I know somebody that knows how to do it, like I'm gonna give that role to you and then you can give me another role, you know? But it's asking for that help, I think, where you can see through that, you know? So I think that is a big piece of it. So that you nailed that one. How do you say how do you say you nailed that one? Wait. <laughs> wait, no, no. Like you hit that one on the head? Hit the nail on the head. Okay, well that was okay. You hit wait, what? Clearly that's not what happened. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I think that, that vulnerability piece 
of saying, hey, so get your martyrs of people that you know that are either, um, I always say, surround yourself. We said that, I think this last time, surround yourself uh, with people that are smarter than you because that's how you get better. So you have your mentors that you can go to and be like, look, how do you think I should proceed with this? And then at the end of the day, you have to make the decision of how you want to proceed. But I think the more you can wrap your head around it and have like data points to say, okay, this is the common denominator between person A, person B, person C that I went to to ask for advice. And they're all saying that I should take this step or this direction, this is why. There's something there that maybe you should tap into and look into. But at the same time, I don't think there's anything wrong with going in the opposite direction and say, maybe you want to play devil's advocate and you want to go and make the completely opposite decision that they're suggesting, Mm -hmm. but you have to be content with the consequences or the good or the bad that comes with that. Absolutely. You know? I think that's a concern, especially of our culture now, because we are so comfortable in everything, and we seek more comfort. Mm. And so to leave comfort, well, that's something that we constantly seek, and we work hard to be more comfortable, to get more comfortable things. It's a... It's a barrier, I think, mm-hmm. for sure, for people to want to, I wouldn't say abandon their comfort, but step out of it. And we always hear quotes about stepping outside of your comfort zone, or stepping outside of the box, or thinking outside of the box. But it's kind of nerve-wracking. It's like... If you're about to go ziplining and it's actually your turn and you step to the edge and it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it seemed fun, <laughs> but now do I really want to do it? Because mm. now the risks have weight to them. Now I see and can actually imagine all the different things that can happen if I step off this ledge mm. and go ziplining. So, um, think there are some situations where you can have one foot in and have one foot out okay but there are some where you've got to take that leap and expect that parachute to open if you're skydiving for example or expect that line to hold you up if you're zipline mm-hmm. there are some situations like if this is your career and you have an ambition outside of your career I don't think in every situation someone has to completely leave their career I think you can start to like you mentioned before like you can make quiet movements where I grew up there was the saying that real ones move in silence so like that means if you're not familiar with that. <laughs> that means you make moves and you have progress and results and you don't have to talk about it first. You don't need recognition mm. before you start your progression. 
That was a mic drop right there. That was good. Go ahead and say that again. Go say that again. Recognition. You don't need people to know before you start making movement. Yes, 100%. So there are always people that, I'm sure we all know someone that. Or we've all done it. Or have done it. Because it's the insecurity of not feeling invested or confident enough Mm -hmm. into the idea. So it's in the incubation stage. Mm -hmm. But then that's probably not the right movement yet. You're you're still there if you feel you have to exploit it first before you actually Mm -hmm. see the progress. So I think that 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 is the the result of of, um, moving in silence means that Go ahead and keep it going, and then talk about it to the people that are in that inner circle. Mm-hmm. But sorry, go ahead. That, yeah, I think that's for sure. It's like, for yeah, sure. I've definitely done where I said I'm going to do something, like I announced it. Yeah. And then I hadn't actually even taken a step yet. And then. But why did you do later, that? Why did you do that? Because I thought, oh, if I say it, then people know and maybe that'll bring about opportunity or people will want to partner with me Mm -hmm. or it'll keep me accountable Mm. but I think the most accountable thing you can do is actually action 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 before yeah action before you want a reaction out of people yeah 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 because if you have your base if you have your your foundation Mm -hmm. and then you can let people know they can see so i'm sure we can think of random quotes from everywhere there's also the quote of you can have action without faith but you can't have faith without action Ooh, we're driving that mic tonight today (laughs) okay again again so the people know that's also a part of that courage or that ambition or the bravery mm. you've got to have faith and I think sometimes we may talk to people about it first because we don't have faith and so we want that feedback of yeah this is a right thing or a smart thing to do instead of just taking that risk I mean Anthony I'm not ready for all that that was deep seriously I think I mean, like I said, I think everybody's been in that position where you've, you know, but here, here, I don't know. It's like, it depends on like the severity of it because we were just saying that like, hey, we're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to work out three times during a week. That's completely different kind of situation because it's more, uh, that's like more of a short term situation versus a bigger picture, micro versus macro kind of idea. Um you know like we post something but i think it's like after it's already been done like we're showing the result of okay hey i'm gonna go for a six mile run you know i saw you this morning i didn't tell you that i was going to do that i did it and then you asked like oh what did you oh we ran okay cool but it's good to to talk that through because then you're gonna be like okay like this is why i'm doing it this is you know we i have a race or it's holding me accountable to that like i don't know about you do you know on the apple watch competing Mm -hmm. like that competition that keeps me motivated keeps me you know interested and accountable i think that's a, a totally different situation so you can't really necessarily combine the two but anyways I think that that was, I'm, st- 
I'm still kind of goosebumpy chicken skin of, of that statement because I think a lot of people fall in trap to that, especially in the social media um, platform right now. Everybody feels that they, hey, I have an announcement. I have an announcement. Do you have a marketing plan of why you're saying that? If you do, then something else is going to follow that. You know, it's like a call of action that they're saying that they're going to do this because in two weeks that this is going to happen. Um, there has to be a continued progress like it each to lead off of each other to get to that point but you're just like hey my album's gonna drop next week and then no album drops did you drop an album on the floor you know like what does that mean you know but i think it's you don't have to prove anything to anybody at the end of the day you have to work in silence initially for yourself believe in it and let it come alive and just know that it's going to evolve uh, you don't want to keep something stagnant. And if it's the same thing, Google, uh, Amazon, they're constantly on the back end. We don't see those small little changes, but they're constantly redoing their website. These bigger companies are, but nobody sees it because they only see it for the brand that it is. And that's great. But they're constantly doing beta testing and re like changing the font or switching things around, you know, and that's the nature of the beast. So to go full circle, what we're trying to get at here is, know that whatever you're committing to you're gonna see that through hopefully you have like some type of plan it's not just like hey i'm gonna open up a ice cream parlor what does that look i know do you know it was national ice cream day the other day yeah. on sunday was it sunday i think sunday yep. yeah sid sunday. sid and uh sean yeah. sean they do their their ice cream yeah we're giving you a shout out sid and john on your instagram we were following you. or i was at least but yeah, um, anyway, so it's like, see, see your vision through, you know? And that, I think the true bravery and the true um, focus is believing in what you're trying to execute. And it may not work. I was talking to somebody today um, and he was like, I've owned a lot of businesses, Lisa. And some have been fantastic. I've sold, I've made a lot of money. On the flip side of it, I have a lot of failing businesses as well. And he was just, how he stated both of those, it was equal. He wasn't um, egotistical and like, I made a lot of money off of these. And he wasn't like, what was me? He was just like, I learned. And now I'm in this business now and what I'm doing now. And I'm actually in the best place that I can be right now, you know? And um, I think one thing that uh, I admire about Gary Vee, I don't know, do you know Gary Vee? He's social media, well known, is where he says, my failures, I live for my failures. That's where you learn the most, you know, that, that's where when you have those mistakes, then that's where you can get better, you know, and you can redirect your focus. And obviously that's not working. OK, well, what do we need to do to make it better? You know, so let's go back to what people have been asking, like maybe like they're in a transition. So they're in a job, current job, and they don't know how to get out of it. So I think my first question would be like, is this job serving you? to be the best version of yourself. Now, where people get it twisted and they're impatient for growth is to, is the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Sometimes it can be if you have somebody that's re trying to recruit you and you're in that situation. I see that a lot actually. And, but they don't know how to get out of it, but it's kind of appealing. What would you recommend? If someone was trying to recruit you what would your first chess move be? And then I'll tell you what mine would be. I think you have to know yourself well. Mm -hmm. You've got to know. 
if you've got a primary form of communication or a love language yeah or a oh what's your love language i was just talking about this with madeline the other day i don't think i have a primary or you you're i'm a mix i'm mixed for sure too what are you we have to talk about I know that 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 that's a whole other episode. Okay, we won't talk about it now. Um, we'll do that one next time. But knowing how you process things—that's what I mean by know yourself. So whether it's being conversational, if you have your inner circle, maybe it's just talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're someone that is very analytical and you like to write lists, pros, cons. Yep. Knowing how. You weigh things. See it through. Yeah. And do that. So if you're a pros, cons person, mm-hmm. write the pros, cons. If you're someone that likes to talk to somebody else, find that person that you want to talk to and discuss how it serves you, like you said. Mm-hmm. How you're serving it. Are you serving it well? Mm-hmm. The same way you want it to serve you well. Yeah, 100%. And also weighing, is this worth your energy not just is it worth the money yes sometimes we can get sidetracked in money and then i've seen people leave situations that they loved and were thriving in to take more money it sucked and then they just weren't <laughs> happy yeah and they wish they could go back because the money wasn't worth it yeah so knowing if it's worth your time and your energy but knowing if it's worth the time that you would have to trade to spend with yourself with people that you love Mm -hmm. trading that time and energy for things that you would want to do if you love hiking is it worth giving up one of your hikes yeah so that's that would be the first step for me finding a way to analyze and realize am i actually not happy with this situation or am i not happy with a part of my situation Ooh. Is there a conflict that's happening at work at that moment mm-hmm. that you don't want to actually have a crucial conversation with and deal with the issue that could be a simple resolution, yeah. right? And so it's easy for you to be like, I'm going to bounce. I'm going to look for another job. And that's the problem. Nobody wants to have like tough conversations. Nobody wants to, you know, and you don't have to be mean about it. Like if, it, if something's not going right, bring it to, you know, I don't know, HR or whatever, your boss, right? And try to resolve it. If, if you're not getting the support that you need, then maybe that is your sign to remove yourself from a situation or a relationship or whatever. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of people are just like jump ship like that. Or it's a money situation. Oh, this place is going to pay me so much more. And then they get there and it's actually more hours, less family time, you know, and they're sacrificing that. Like, I don't know. Personally, I'm not driven by money. I'm, I think like a good environment actually brings more money naturally versus trying to say, oh, I'm making all this much more money, you know? Like my, my spare time, my self-care time is more important to me than, than that, you know? So it's finding that balance. But yeah, I think you have to look at like each part of it and why you want to leave what's the true reason why you want to leave and it should be for one of these this is my my definition of it you are in a place where you've maxed out on your potential where the job is no longer serving you to be a better version of yourself and there's nothing like there's no course they're not the company's not 
you know, invested in your uh, professional um, por portfolio. They're not, um, maybe they're not up to date with like the trends. You constantly are giving suggestions, but they're not really listening to you, but you, you know that they're pretty good and they maybe it's feasible for them to implement, but they're not seeing that through. I think that has to do with a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset and a lot of people fall in trap to that. Um, or it's a matter of um, you want to stay in the field, but you don't have an opportunity to grow within the company because you're at the top of that role and they're not willing to create a role for you. Um, or on the other side of it, you want to try, maybe it's, I don't know, in the sales field, but you want to go a different approach. Maybe you want to be a trainer to new people that come in and not actually be an actual sales rep, you know, or education, you know, you want to take it and travel more within the company at different locations or something like that. So I think it's just like, what is your why? Where do you, where do you uh, tap into that and, and define like w what is your gift at the end of the day? And I don't think people are willing to kind of look at that. They, there's like a privileged mindset. Like, why aren't you not promoting me? Why are you not giving me this? But actually, you're doing a disservice and maybe another company is a better fit for you. You know, so there's so many different avenues. Is there conflict? Are you the common denominator? Are you not wanting to deal with conflict so it's easier for you to say, peace out? Um, is it money driven and, and you want out because you... And that's fine if you need more money and you think you should be able to make more money and you're deserving of that based on your credentials but i think the why is the bigger piece and people need to sit down so i like the list you said pros and cons talking it through with somebody uh, maybe it's going for a run or a walk and um kind of thinking it through mm -hmm. maybe it's um time just let it sit still for a couple days when you're not so emotional about it and then the answers will come maybe it's meditation maybe it's you maybe not a pros and cons list maybe it's just like typing things out it doesn't have to be so specific like that but um i think the next step of that is like okay when is the actual time to jump ship when do you leave and how what does that look like um i think people are afraid of that yeah i think we people usually fall into one of two categories let's say you and some friends were going to an island and you know there's a place where people cliff jump into the ocean. You may have that friend or you may be that friend that's like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to jump. Yeah. And then you may have or be that friend that's, I want to see a couple of people do it first mm. and then I'll consider it and I still don't know if I want to do it. I so love that. So setting, taking time, but setting a timeline uh. I think is important. That way it serves both mindsets of yeah. people that are willing to just go into it for them, take time, but also set a timeline so it doesn't feel like you're stuck. And, and you're waiting around, waiting around, because that's actually yeah. more nerve wracking for somebody mm -hmm. that's like, just let me just get it done. <laughs> for the people that are more slow to take action or less willing to pull the trigger and jump off that cliff, setting the timeline and maybe you've got an accountability partner. Maybe it's simply your phone and a reminder app. Yeah. But having a timeline to where you know, I need to make these decisions and take these steps by this time. Otherwise, I want to take all the time I need and all the time I don't need to. Yeah. And I feel like what happens is 
then people don't make decisions and then they're actually even more miserable mm -hmm. and they're resentful of towards themselves that they didn't actually execute a decision. So I think it's a combination of be, being patient, having a timeline or knowing your why, being patient and kind of see that through, but give yourself a timeline to execute decisions and then look at all that data. And then when it comes down to that timeline date or whatever, you, you execute. Mm -hmm. You know, my uncle, did I say this last time? Maybe I said it last time, but I'm going to say it again because it's good. My uncle said to me one time, he goes, Lisa, even if I lived on the street in a cardboard box, I would be fine. If I lost my home and I lived in a, on a car, car, cardboard box, I still would be happy because I'm happy with myself. I have mm -hmm. that self-care, self-love. I know that I'll be okay. And if that means I had to go work at McDonald's to build myself back up i know i believe in myself that i have the skill set to wash floors clean toilets whatever it is and then slowly work my way up and i'm like that couldn't be any more brilliant because it's true like at the end of the day you can go and i i, I don't know when i was like 15 16 i wanted to hold those new home sign mm -hmm. i remember being in my aunt's car and i'm like oh my god she's like lisa you should totally do that put your headphones on and you can dance and i was like that is like the coolest thing ever um, and that you would be content with that, you know? So it's just finding like that moment and knowing that like you can build and rebuild even if you have to take like a lower position and then regroup and get to the top. Cause if you want to do photography, but you are in your, uh, I don't know, that's a lawyer, but you have this passion for art and creativity and taking pictures of things, people, places, whatever, travel, and that's what you truly see through as like being something fun and desirable for you, you should do it. Go take a class, mm -hmm. get a camera, practice, and then build your way up. And you're gonna get there because that passion is is there. Exactly, and for, that connects well with what we mentioned earlier where there are some situations where you don't have to fully jump. You can have one foot in, yeah. one foot out. Like say you are a lawyer, that first step could be you don't have to leave law yeah. quite yet. We're going to take that class, getting your camera, mm -hmm. diving in that way, and you can grow one while still caring for the other. Do you think somebody once told me, and I think it's just a dumb statement. I'm not going to say who said it, but whatever. <laughs> was it me? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was like you can't have multiple things. You can, you need to focus on one. Oh. And I it, I would cringe every single time. My personality is not that. Mm -hmm. Like I can start coloring in my coloring book. I can do my fitness and train clients. I can teach group fitness. I can do photography because it's, it's fulfilling my resources, right? They're like, well, if you're not devoted 100% to one, how can you, you, what, 90% here and 10% here? It doesn't work that way. It's a switch on, switch off method, right? So I think it works for some people. Some people are very singular mm -hmm. and some people are very three-dimensional. I'm very three-dimensional mm -hmm. and my battery is recharged by having these creative outlets. Yeah. Do you think people can do that? Can you be in law or whatever, as an example, be in law and create a side hustle? Yeah, absolutely. Right? We can do a whole episode on that. That goes back to something my second grade teacher told me. We'll have to talk about that. Uh, uh, not being able to do 
multiple things. That, that bothered me. And it still bothers me when I hear people talk about it. But I think it's like possible. It's the same thing. So like maybe as a lawyer, your weekends are your freedom or your nights are your freedom. Maybe you do, I don't know. I don't know how law works as far as hours go, but you do a seven to 8 p.m. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to devote 30 minutes a day to my side hustle. It all adds up, yeah. you know? So it's like being patient and seeing that journey through and not expecting. Because like pro- small progress is progress, right? It doesn't have to be 100% each day. It can be a little bit each day. Maybe that 30 minutes you devote is reading something or articles online, you know, I don't know what I don't know what that would look like, but you're still devoting and you're learning the craft. You could take away two treasures from listening today. One would definitely be what Lisa just said: progress is progress. Mm-hmm. How many of us have thought back and wished, "I wish I would have done that just a little two years ago"? So progress is progress, especially with our social media now. No one's living the life they publish. And so you only see giant steps and successes and you never consider what the setbacks are, how much time has actually been put in. And the second piece of treasure I would love for people to grab onto is what your uncle said. Being happy and content with themselves and believing in themselves. Mm -hmm. Speaking of McDonald's, when you said uh, I could go work at McDonald's and (laughs) work my way back up. The guy that started McDonald's and whose family owns it now, McDonald's didn't become a business until he was in his 50s and wasn't thriving until he was in his 60s. That's amazing. So it's not like something that he did at 20. Boom. That was it. Like he had another career before that. Yeah. And he slowly built something and now it's recognized all over the world. I love it. And so I think the next step following creating a timeline within that time, maybe this is 3B instead of step four, would be taking notes of effects and effects. How, what are the effects and who does it affect? Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe how it affects the team that you work with that you may love. Or how are you going to leave that position better than you found it? Or how is it going to affect your children if you've got children? Mm. How is it going to affect and affect each part of your life? And I think that definitely takes time to analyze. So doing that with your time is, I think, a great way to spend that time. I love that. Yeah. What do you think a next step would be? Um, I think your your the circle you surround yourself with the people that are going to keep you again, not not necessarily talking about your chest move, but if you're around like a lot of negativity, like you're gonna become that. You know what I mean? Your thoughts are going to become that. So surround yourself with people that are ambitious that are um, excited to see your growth, excited to see you excel and constantly make good changes in a, in a, in a direction that is going to exemplify you, you know, have an execution plan, like focus on by the end of the year, 
I want to be in a better place. And what is that better place? And this is where like the definition of like, you know, what is your why and like what what do you what's on your bucket list or you know your list of things to do? Do you do that each year? Mm-hmm. Like things you want to accomplish? Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like three, four, five, one. Yeah. And see that through. Like I think for me, and I think they've actually done a lot of studies on it, is like writing things down mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So leading up to what you said. Um, and building on, I think, write it down, pen to paper, not on your damn phone. It's not, that's not writing it down. That's called texting, right? Pen to paper, have a book specifically that when things pop up or struggles, challenges, be raw and be honest. Like if there's something that's a roadblock, maybe you need to take a different approach and not be so heavy on the direction that you're trying to go and just kind of peel that layer back a little bit more and make it more feasible so you can invest a little bit more time instead of trying to do everything every single week. Maybe it's just like you do one thing until you get that completed, you know? And have self-compassion and know that it's not gonna happen in a week. It's not gonna happen in a month, just depending on the the depth or the severity of like what you're trying to accomplish. Updating the resume, I think, you know, life resume, whatever that is to you and and acknowledging like the work that you've um, created and built and put that out there but um and i think another thing is and we see this a lot which is on the social media platform is don't compare yourself to someone else because you're not them there's only one you that's just like the best you so because somebody has what you want you don't know how they got there you don't even know if they really have it mentors told me language is important so what you say can make or break a situation you know and when you don't put it and like feel like make the other person feel like you're attacking them or you're blaming them if you put it on yourself and say I feel that this is what's best for me you can never go wrong and I feel like this is what I need to do in this present moment for me you can never go wrong or my family or whatever, you know? And majority of the time, it's gonna come down, that is the actual truth. You're making a decision for you because I don't feel like I'm able to reach my highest potential in this role anymore. So I'm choosing to go a different route, but I've had a great um, journey with you guys and I've learned a lot along the way that I'm able to take with me into my next phase of my next journey. And you give the credit where credit's due because no matter what relationship, what boxing match, what triathlon, what group fitness class you take or what client you've had or what um, interaction you had with the grocery store clerk, there's going to be a positive takeaway. And you may not even have hardly any conversation with, that, with these people, but you're going to look at it and be like, that person was really good to me for this reason, you know, and you can always find, pull out the little golden nuggets for each situation and, and learn from it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. This was a good one. That's good.